this and this and this is Tofen Beam for the TB test. What's good, son? Good son, it's your boy Toaf Dog back with the Mike Trout episode of the TB Test. I'm joined as always by my co-host B Marino. Nice, Mike Trout. Is he off batter by chance? Mike Trout's got to be knocking the runs in, son. He hits too many long balls for that. He's but fourth. Episode 27, the future goat of the sport of baseball. But how you doing, son? I'm doing pretty chill, bro. Do it. Do it. Doing good, man. Uh, no complaints here. Episode 27. Every time we do an episode now, I'm like, damn, we're still going. We're still kicking. Can't hold us down. Yeah. We could have been rolling with episode 27, the Rudy Gobert episode, because we all know the story of that full, cough, that cough. ass clown, poodle of the year nominee, coughing on all the microphones, and basically being the reason why the NBA and other sports leagues follow suit. And uh, closed down shop for a few months, so uh, we didn't want to name it in his honor because that guy's an ass clown. Yeah, but uh, you and I were talking beforehand. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have got bored of shit and started doing the spot. So, you know, that is true. So facto, I'm your boss. Yeah, but uh, Rudy Gobert is still a rigatoni jabroni candy ass, but. Uh, I think, you know, without further ado, we might as well jump into it. I know we got a lot of positive feedback from our yep. uh, rankings of wide receiver and running back. Did you have anything that stood out to you in regards to f- uh, listener feedback? Um, yeah, I think a lot of our, a lot of our homies from the Fresno area were consensus with our Devontae number one pick. So but that goes without saying. For Bulldog sure. Bulldog Bulldog Bread. I- Yes, sir. And uh, there was only one uh, wide receiver that I didn't have on my honorable mentions that I didn't make mention of that uh, I think was deserving. And I I heard about a little bit. A.J. Brown, definitely on the outside looking in, but he's a stud, too. But I thought tonight we should just get into the other offensive skill position, not name quarterback. Because, listen, we can hop on here every week and tell you how fucking good Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers are, but we ain't going to do Mr. that. Mr. Unlimited. Okay, we're not. Sorry. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited got his cheeks stuffed like a Thanksgiving turkey a little after the Thanksgiving holiday by the New York Giants. NFC East champs being called that <laughs> shit, potentially. Joe Judge is having the boys playing over there, the New York football Giants. I love it. Sticking it to the Seahawks. Um, good shit. But, yeah, so let's let's keep it going here. A different What position are we doing, Toph? You know, I think – it only makes sense that we hop on the tight end position and much like the wide receiver position, I do believe that we will have a lot of uh, similar dudes in the t- our top fives respectively. But I think I expect it to be a little bit like running back where we uh, have a back end that doesn't match up as well. So, um, you know, beam, I say we kick it off just like we did last week, same format, run it back. We're going to rate our top five power yep. rankings, TB, 
test each of us individually. Uh, we're going to start back from five to one. When you say somebody that's on my list, I'll kind of tell you where I have them ranked and follow up on anything you got. So uh, without further ado, Beamer, who you got, son? All right. I just want to say a couple things before we go. TB's doing the TEs. It's kind of funny. And also, Alyssa has a shirt. She's a Niner fan now, converted from the Raiders. And it says, you're going to need a stronger D to handle my tight end. And it's about <laughs> it's about George Kittle, but also a sexual in- innuendo that's kind of fun. All right, number five. Well, we know that. Retweet for ass. All the listeners do that. They shit. do. Retweet for, for ass. Sure. So uh, give it to us. And nobody, everybody likes a good tight end. So uh, who's number five on the Beamer list? Uh, for Again, I did more more current rankings versus overall active players. So current rankings, number five, this guy loves his tight end. Aaron Rodgers loves him because I'm going Robert Tanyan, the Green Bay Packers. Yes, sir. Good pick. Good pick. He's uh, leading. He's tied with Travis Kelsey for eight touchdowns um, on the year, holding it down for the tight end position. He's just that, like, box-out big dude that uh, – Rodgers has had in the past you know he had Jimmy Graham even though he didn't do much there he had um, Richard Rodgers before that so um hail Mary catcher yeah he also actually Richard Rodgers caught that one a couple weeks ago on Monday Night Football that's who he is that's what he does but uh yeah Robert Tanyan (laughs) he's probably second hand to Devontae in that passing game in Green Bay so uh, that's why I got number five do you have him on your list he is a great pick, great pick overall. You know, somebody that definitely has burst on the scene this year, uh, making a big impact on one of the best offenses in the NFL. I love the pick, actually, but he's not on my list. Uh, you know, I had to go with, I'm much like you in respect of, I'm pretty much living off of this season for the most part, but I do have a couple guys on my list that, uh, you know, I, I, I've got to put some of what they've done in the past, and this guy, he, he's really burst on the scene as well this year but had a good year as well last year, and that's Mike Gesicki of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Gesicki, you know, doesn't put up the most gaudy numbers. He's not going to go up there and put up the Travis Kelsey numbers, who, uh, spoiler alert, he is on my list, by the way. Um, And he's much like Robert Tanyan in the way that he plays. He's a good run blocker, comes up with a lot of third-down catches. He's not going to kill you for the big play for the most part, but very sure-handed. And he's definitely somebody that hits it up in the red zone. On the season, he's got just north of 500 yards on 40 catches. He's found the end zone four times, but I've actually uh, heard a stat that he's had three touchdowns called back this season as well. So, you know, could be having some more uh, luck in that department. And with a young quarterback, tight end is the quarterback's best friend. So Mike Gesicki is my number five. And Robert Tanyan was actually my last cut. So uh, I see where you were were going with that one. But uh, we do defer. Is Gesicki on your list at all? Or I'm, I'm going to assume I'm on an island on that You're one. You're not on an island, actually. He's my number four. Oh. He's my next pick. and uh, Not living on Revis Island. You're not. Revis Island is no longer. Um, is his nickname Get Sicky? Because it should. I think that was kind of <laughs> cool. I just came up with that. I wrote it down in my journal. Thought about it later. Um, he ran a 4-5-5-40 also when he was coming out. That's fucking fast for a... A tight end, and uh, he, yeah, he's just an. Ex- I think he does have the capacity to make explosive plays. I actually, looked out of the tight end leaders, he's got the longest touchdown, a seventy yarder this season. So, 
He's capable oh, of the big play because he's got that 4-5 speed. So, yeah, he's number four on my list. Nice pick, my dude. I like it. Yeah, I think it's also just I, uh, the Dolphins don't, as a team, have the ability to necessarily stretch the field that yep. much. And uh, maybe they utilize that speed a little more. We'd be seeing a little more Scott Hansen showing us to Miami with Gasicki getting sicky with it. Like Icky Vicky. Hey, fairly there you go, son. Timmy Turner. Shout out. Let's go. He had a one-handed catch yeah. pretty dope this past Sunday, too. So he's athletic. Uh, he's just that for sure. Uh, well, my number four tight end is actually a guy that uh, he's not having as good of a season this season. I know you you kind of went off the top of how you created your list, but I got to keep this guy just for what he's done the last couple years. Again, a theme you'll see is a, a younger quarterback with a tight end being his best friend, and that's uh, Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens is my number four tight end. Nice. An all-pro tight end last year, pro bowler. Uh you know, he's a big body dude. Dude's only 24 years old. He's come in the league, had a great rapport with Lamar Jackson. We know Lamar is not the best player in terms of getting the ball down the field. Uh, I mean, point in case tonight, we are recording on Tuesday, December the, tw- uh, the 8th. But shit, my days are all <laughs> fucked up. But uh, and the Ravens just ran the ball up the Cowboys' ass like we all knew they probably would. Shoved it straight up their hoop, but they did not have uh, Mark Andrews. Last couple years, durability has not been a factor. He played 16 games in 2018, 15 last year. Great run blocker. Dude finds the end zone. He had 10 touchdowns last year, a career season by far, and he's somebody that I expect to stay up there in the upper echelon of the tight end rankings for years to come. Uh, is Mark Andrews on your list? I'm going to guess he's probably he's not. He's not. He was my first cut, so similar okay. to your Robert Tanyan, that was my Mark Andrews. Um, so just just outside but yeah he's having a great season uh he's having a pretty good season great season last year i didn't realize he was so young he just looks and like feels old like an older player oh he looks he looks like a grown-ass man for so, sure um, yeah he's definitely gonna be a force for quite quite the few years coming down the road here so nice and and just like last week fuck the bitch ass ravens yeah Ravens do with their COVID cheer. That's why he didn't play the last couple weeks. So he's still on that COVID list. Quote the Raven, nevermore. COVID's running rampant on that ass. Yeah, they are. Cool. So, Mark Andrews, that was your number four pick? Yeah, and I have a feeling we're going to be very similar (laughs) for the rest of the draft. So it'll be interesting to see what order we have these boys in. I agree. We're going to have the same three, no doubt. I'm sure you have them as well. Um, Number three this season for me pains me to say it i got george kittle and uh, it pains me because he's only played six games obviously me being a niner fan i think he's the best tight end there in the league actively but in relation to this season i have half the list of number three um in six games he's averaging 79 yards per game receiving so he's making a difference that's that's second in the league um he's just the heart of their offense and he's like he may be the best run blocking tight end also. So he's the soul of their he team. He is. They they're just a different team when he's not out there. Um he is definitely somebody that I don't give a fuck how many games he played this year. Dude battled injuries. Came back from his first injury and you know there's no point in bringing him back the rest of the season, but George Kittle is a fucking offensive weapon like 
just about you know as unique as it gets in the NFL. He's somebody that clearly the Niners miss. Like you said, he sets the tone in both the run game and the pass game. He is not afraid to get his hand dirty. Doesn't give a fuck if he goes through a whole game without catching a ball. But you want to know how much this dude means to a team? Just go back and look at the game last year against the fucking New Orleans Saints. If you're a football fan, you know exactly oh. what I'm talking about. George Kittle catching a ball on the sideline. Throwing defenders off of him, just making plays. Dude is not going to run out of bounds. He's always going to fight for the extra yard. And he's just exactly what you think of as an old-school tight end. He has all those capabilities of blocking and scraping defensive linemen and linebackers on the field all day. But his athletic ability and ability to make big plays is you know, second to none when it comes to the tight end position. So George Kittle is my number two. I couldn't move him down to number three. But uh, I will tell you why okay. your number three, number two tight end, and my number three tight end in the NFL is Darren Waller. Ooh, got it correct. I was going to say, fuck, if it's not Darren Waller for you, then I don't even tell know. Tell us why. Homie. Tell us but, why. But uh, I mean, I don't know, first off, if you had heard, but Darren Waller <laughs> is a, a recovering drug addict, and James Conner once. Was a, is a cancer survivor, and Russell Wilson's never gotten an MVP vote. Have you ever heard of any of those? Never things? heard any of those storylines. Thanks for informing me, Chris <laughs> Collinsworth. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Fucking, you watch a national TV game and the Raiders are on, you're going to hear about Darren Waller and how he used to do hella fucking cocaine and drink <laughs> hella booze and raised his dick off, but now he's just scraping and raging his dick off on defenses across the National Football League every Sunday. Let's just look no farther than his past Sunday against the New York fucking Jets. I think most listeners of this podcast are diehard NFL fans like us, and they know Derek Carr threw a Hail Mary to beat the Jets in dramatic fashion. It was crazy. It was wild. It was the witching hour. It was fucking cream your panties central. But Darren Waller that game, wasn't the one that caught the game when he passed 13 catches over 200 yards, two touchdowns. He had 17 targets. So they were Damn. throwing the ball to him. Talking about stretching the field with Mike Kosicki and his speed, this guy averaged 15.5 yards per reception in that game. This guy is a weapon. He's a savage, but he's not better than George Kittle. I don't give a fuck. But Darren Waller, Raiders, number three on the Tope Dog. Power rankings, tight end Number list. two for me. Also, fast guy, four four three in his combine, which is fucking... That's wide receiver fast. I wonder how fast he ran when he was on blow. <laughs> he was four two nine, easy. Easy. Yeah, dude. Dude's a stud, like you said. 13 catches. That's, that's insane for a tight end. Um, 17 targets? 17 targets. Like, yeah, that's... That's Devontae numbers. But, um, yeah, fucking dude's a stud. And he's also fairly young. He's like 28 or something. Signed a fatty contract. Hopefully he learned lessons from the past and he doesn't blow that. He, like, invests it, buys a Chick-fil-A franchise. <laughs> blow, I see what you did there. Yeah, doesn't blow it. <laughs> he buys a Papa John's. He buys a Chick-fil-A. Doesn't, you know, liquid oh, assets on form. the spot. Go ahead. Before we tell the people why Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the NFL, because we know that, but uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A? I haven't had the Popeye's, but I'm going to go Chick-fil-A. Oh, I'm going to go Chick-fil-A regardless. 
you gotta gotta let us know when you get down to it. It's just bomb ass dank ass skirt. But uh, why is Travis Kelsey the best tight end in the NFL? Beamer, tell the people. He's had four consecutive thousand yard seasons, which is insane. First ever for a tight end. He's leading the league in yards. He's been first or second the last three years. You know, George Kittle snuck that that out of him as a tight end. As a tight end, yeah. Uh, eight touchdowns this season. He just. I hate to say it because I just don't really like the guy as a person, as a personality, but as a weapon, he's fucking, he's the best guy, and he's so fast, gets open. He's he's just he has that. He's like six seven. He has the chemistry with Mahomes too. I think a few different times this past week, you see Mahomes scramble. He follows him and just finds him twenty yards down the field. So, um, yeah, he's got it going on with Pat Mahomes also. And he's got all these other weapons around him where there's just too many guys on their squad that he's going to be open. Exactly. He's going to be open all the time. And they get him the ball. Exactly. I think that's the one thing that stands out to me. Like, we, we both had Tyreek Hill on our list for best receivers last week. And I don't think it was mentioned. But fucking the way the pass game with him going deep and Travis Kelsey just owning the middle of the field. Like, sometimes when you're watching the Chiefs game, it, it's like fucking amazing to see this guy with nobody 10 yards around him in the middle of the field. It happens regularly. I don't know. It's just they can't double everybody. And the Chiefs, all their guys make each other better. And they're a fucking mash unit. And they're going to win the fucking Super Bowl again this year. So, I mean, Travis Kelsey, big reason why. Freak athlete. I don't know if I could say anything else than that. I actually disagree, though. I think Travis Kelsey would be a fucking super homie in real life. I think he's a cool-ass dude. I don't know. He seems like a guy I would want to have a fucking brewski with and, and go to the pub, you know? I don't know. That's just me. That is just you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm a scrub nah, on that, but I, but I think Travis Kelsey fucks bitches. I'm down. Yeah, fucking I'm sure he does. With Travis. Getting, some, getting some residual <laughs> kills from all the kills that he's getting. There you go, dude. Taking him down with, with the little knives on Call of Duty. Okay. <laughs> So, who did we miss? Who's on the honorable mentions? Let's hear it. My, I only had one honorable mention for this season, but we already talked about it, Mark Andrews. Um, I think another guy, just at overall, obviously, Rob Gronkowski. He's not playing up to his level this year. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't have anyone else. Who you got? Uh, I had Tanyan, and I wanted to make mention of a pair of Iowa teammates Came in the league the same time out of the University of Iowa. Both different styles. Uh, I think Noah Fant is a good player. I think he will be a good player. He's fucking fast. But, dude, the Broncos are so trash on offense. It's just, eh. And then TJ Hawkinson. He had a big game on Thanksgiving with Matthew Stafford. uh, But he's somebody else that, without Galladay there, uh, the the Lions are trash bags, too. So I think they're both good players. Hawkinson's got a lot of... Uh, George Kittle traits in him. Mm-hmm. It's the Iowa tight end factory. Iowa is the tight end factory in the league. They don't do shit in college necessarily, yeah. but they come in the NFL and they just scrape butts, first round picks and shit. But uh, that's my honorable mentions. Okay. I fucks with it. Who's the tight end coach in Iowa and why aren't they head coach? I don't know, man. Just living that life, cashing those checks in fucking Iowa City. Just. What's good? I don't know why that would be a cool place to live. Yeah, me. Besides, yeah, we'll we'll pass on that. I don't know either. 
hella corn in your crap in Iowa. Hella wrestling. Wrestling capital of the, of the United States is in Iowa, actually. There you go. So, there's that. Um, cool, man. Well, top five, tight ends. I'm with it. I, that covers all the bases pretty much on offense because we're not doing top five O-linemen, unfortunately, for them. I mean, I I can Wyatt Teller? Yeah, I, I would have a hard time naming <laughs> five guys outside of my yeah. starting team. But, um, yeah, where are we going next? Tell, tell the people. Let's go. Let's go to the other side of the ball, and uh, I say, as any good defense should do, and I know the Legion of Boom back in the day may differ, but building your defense from the front in the trenches to the back. So I say we kick it off with the top five defensive linemen in the NFL, and I got to put a little parameters on this for the sake of my list, and I hope you agree, but... uh you know, position positionality in regards to the NFL can sometimes be a little skewed. Yeah. So guys like Khalil Mack for the Bears, Zadarius Smith for the Packers, that are more of like edge rushers, outside linebackers, are not on this list. So obviously all D tackles would be qualifiers. And some DNs, and it can be kind of on you, you how you would see how they uh, line up in your rankings and kind of defend yourself in that regard. So this is a little loose terms on here but i say you get us kicked off with your number five overall defensive lineman in the national football league Sam. damn man you just led me into that i love it um i did a similar with my list i didn't include some of those guys so um i'm gonna go right into it and my number five pick is a former stud and he's kind of had a rekindling this season and i'm going jason pierre paul jpp on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh. listen to these stats. He's had an explosive <laughs> year. Four pass deflections, nine sacks, three forced fumbles, two picks, and most importantly, eight fingers. Two. How does he have two picks with missing two fingers? I saw, I saw one of his games earlier this season, and the guy fucking straight dropped one, and I was like, if he didn't blow his hand off yeah. with some fireworks, he would have caught that shit. Yeah, he's uh, studding now. That's a saw. He's getting down. He's studding now in Tampa Bay. I, you love to see it because you know his career was really in jeopardy after that whole M80 shit. So, um, and two picks already could potentially have more. That's big for a DN, D lineman. Um, so yeah, JPP. He's he's starting me off at number five. Is he on your list? I doubt it. He is not on my list, actually. JPP is not on my list. Uh, not on my honorable mentions. He is the definition of kicking it old school. But uh, I have a little bit of a younger theme to my oh, okay. defensive lineman, with the exception of one guy. But uh, I do want to make a point, too, that Nick Bosa is not on my fucking list because, you know, he is a savage, but towards ACL so early in the season, week two in New York, that shit field yeah. that my Browns go to in back-to-back weeks, 15 and 16, RIP to all of our ACLs. But uh, <laughs> my number five is a fucking very close relative to Nick Bosa. It's his fucking brother, Joey oh. Bosa, for the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Uh, this year he's played in 10 games, has seven and a half sacks. He's got 15 tackles for loss, hit the quarterback 24 times. Listen, he's missed a couple games this year. This guy's a game wrecker. That's the theme you'll see with all of my defensive linemen. I will use that term to describe all of them in some way, shape or form. Joey Bosa will shut you down in the run game. Doesn't let teams get to the edge on his side. 
absolutely beast in regards to that. He is a sack artist. He's somebody that will get in your backfield and get at least two tackles for loss every game he plays in just about. Uh, I know that's not actually statistically true, but it's he's <laughs> one of those like guys it. that when you see, it seems like he's living in the backfield, and if he's not getting the tackle, he's helping his teammates get that. Joey Bosa, number five, the Ohio State Brotherhood. Just top five defensive lineman in the NFL. Just like uh, Iowa produces tight ends, Ohio, the Ohio State produces produces edge rushers. They produce Bosa's for sure. Bosa's, Chase Young's, and others. Nice, dude. Chase Young. He was actually on my honorable mention list. So I'm glad he, he didn't okay. make it, but he was on there. So I'm glad you mentioned him. I also didn't include Nick Bosa just due to injury woes. So I'm fucking with his brother on there. That's Joe. Number four. I'm going to go to my number four pick, and he might be on your list possibly. We'll see. He's a younger buck, and he's actually a, a Valley boy. I don't know if you know this. But uh, my number four is Leonard Williams on the New York football oh. Giants um, from Bakersfield. where Former Trojan, USC. Make sure you wrap it up, son. Yeah, he's not going deep into Beaver territory without his Trojan. Leonard Williams, 24 <laughs> QB hits, nine sacks, 12 tackles for loss. He, too, I think, is a game record. He, they were containing Russell Wilson. Didn't have shit to do this past week. He studded out. Um, he's just a playmaker on D. He's in. He seems like he's in every play. And, uh, yeah, I got him on my list. He is a young buck. He's only 26. I didn't realize he was that young. Seems like he's been in the league for a while. Seems like a veteran presence getting it done. Um, Leonard Williams, number four. Great pick. I love the pick. He's one of those guys that's a change of scenery guy. He was fucking – in the same home stadium, though, former New York Jet tra- transitions to the Giants and having a career season, going to get paid this offseason. He's a free agent. But uh, he's not on my list, was on my honorable mentions. Great pick. He's had a renaissance season, uh, for sure pro bowler, even though no one gives a fuck about the pro bowl. But my number four is also an NFC East defensive lineman, and this is more of what he's kind of done in his career. This guy is a durable motherfucker. He's missed two games since 2013 playing one of the toughest positions in the NFL, and that is Fletcher Suck My Cox. (laughs) Fletcher Cox, number four on my list. He's the definition of what I would say is a power rusher. He's somebody that comes up the middle. Obviously, he's not rushing on the outside getting sacks like a defensive end. He's coming straight up the guts, fighting off double teams. One of the best power rushers in the NFL in regard that he's got the ability to ragdoll some of the strongest linemen in the league. Uh, you see it every week. The Eagles seem to be on national TV way too fucking much. We oh, all yeah. know that. They're ass. They're, they're hurts squad, actually, <laughs> literally. But, uh, yeah, Fletcher Cox always demanding double teams. That's a huge part of, you know, being one of the best interior linemen in the NFL. So he is on my list. He will actually be uh, my only other straight defensive tackle as well. Um, spoiler alert. And, uh, yeah, Fletcher Cox, number four. You agree, disagree? Nah, I like it. I like the pick. I didn't have him on my list, but uh, he kind of – Oh, so it sucks dick, bro. Yeah, that pick <laughs> was pretty Cox, but no. Um <laughs> Yeah, he, like you said, he just demands double teams, stuffs up the middle every play. Um, great pick. I like it. I'm with it. 
Keep All right, rolling. let's keep it going. We haven't had any uh, matches yet. I think this might switch here. My number three. Swipe right, bro. Swipe right on tender. My number three, defensive lineman, holding it down for the power rankings. Three-time defensive player of the year, Mr. J.J. Watt, baby. Um, Houston Texans, you know, we had Eddie Vanderdose on the show on the episode on the pod i can't even talk who knows um a few weeks back we asked him a little bit about how intense jj is and that's just the best way to describe him that dude's freaking intense every play um seven pass deflections this year he had a pick six on thanksgiving that's just a jj watt ass move he's just a big playmaker i remember earlier in his career um you know he would score touchdowns they'd bring him in throwing the ball hand it off to him on offense. He'd come down, have a strip sack. Like just he's a big playmaker and three time defensive player, like I said. I think there's only two guys, him and um Lawrence Taylor are the only two that have ever done that. So yeah, JJ Watt, I'm sure he's on your list or it's not up for debate. What do you think? Yeah, no, uh, I got to agree with J.J. Watt on my list. Uh, I wanted to take him out just for the sake of, you know, he's had a lot of years where he is injured, misses a lot of time. But, I mean, the dude still does do amazing things on a day, like on a weekly basis. Point in case, the interception he had against the Lions on Thanksgiving where he tipped it up to himself. He's done that play multiple times. Uh, And I do want to actually say that when I was putting this list together, I was actually going to leave jj off for tj watt but after being you know looking a little further in the numbers you know tj is a little bit more of an outside linebacker for my sake so i didn't put him on the list uh i i considered it up until the last minute i was like you know what you were number 90 yeah you're fucking defensive lineman so i would still count that but i took uh tj off my list for jj agree 100 percent. number three on my list as well so uh we agree on that one nice. but i'm gonna go ahead and kick it off with my number two uh defensive lineman in the nfl best pass rusher in the fucking nfl and he plays for the nine and three let me repeat that the <laughs> nine and three in the hunt in the playoffs as of right now cleveland Browns, not the clowns, but the Cleveland Browns. That's fucking number 95. He'll bash his opponent's helmet over his own head. Miles fucking Garrett, game wrecker. Dude has 10 and a half sacks in 10 games. Missed two games because of the Rona. Comes back immediately making impacts. This guy is a fucking offensive tackles nightmare. He's so fast, so powerful. Gets off the ball quick. Dude will come for your quarterback. And he's so good at swiping the ball, getting those strip sacks, yeah. getting turnovers, generating them. And uh, Miles Garrett, I don't think it's up for debate. He is number two on my list. He is also what do you number think? two on my list. So I'm 100% agreeance. Miles Garrett, getting it done, banging your helmets over the top of your own head. He don't care. Yeah, he's a game wrecker. Hey, Bean, did, I don't know if you heard what I said. He plays for the 9-3. and three. <laughs> Cleveland Brown. I missed that actually. Now, man, your squad looking good. Must feel nice, right? How's it feel? In the hunt? I think you, I think you'll be in the playoffs. I'll, I'll say it. I know you can't jinx it because it's your own squad, but uh, must feel nice. It's the fucking Browns. They can for sure lose the rest of their games. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, man. Let's hear uh, who you got number one overall. See if we uh, agree on this topic. Number who number it is. one overall, two-time defensive player of the year in the NFC West for the Los Angeles Rams. It's got to be Aaron Donald. Demands the most gotta most be. attention by far. I think um, there's he's doubled every single play. If if he's not, he's making a play. And he, even when he is doubled, he's still making a play most of the time. 11 sacks. Getting held. Yeah, getting held. He's got 11 sacks despite everyone's focus is on him at all times when you're playing the Rams. Um, he's got 11 sacks, four forced fumbles. Like, shh. what else can you ask from a guy who's demanding two people? He's still getting it done. Um, and he's been doing it for a while. I've seen a few videos of him training or, like, in, in camp and, Without a shirt on, and the dude's just fucking a rock. He is, dude. He's shorter, right? I think he's like six one. He's like one of. He's like yeah, the he's Mike shorter. Tyson, the D lineman, just fucking banging in the face. So, Aaron Donald. Why else do well, you think he's number one, Tim? Well, first off, coming from a fucking short guy, six one short. I fuck. I don't know what tall is, but uh, anyways, I got Aaron Donald because again, everything that you just said is so on point. The way he's able to get. So many sacks when being double teamed game in, game out. In 2018, had 20 and a half sacks. He's at 11 this season. And I think one of the, again, the most important things is playing a position that's so physically demanding in the fucking trenches, trench warfare, World War II style, World War One. I, I mean. Yeah. Uh, since 2015, Aaron Donald hasn't fucking missed a game. And that's just getting it done for your squad. Yeah, it is. Damn, I didn't know that. The best ability availability availability and the show nice top threes were the same but uh i like it man that was a fun little list did you have any noteworthy backups i know you said you might have a couple extra i just had a a keem hicks on the bears he's somebody else that's in the interior line getting you know double teams triple teams on the regs and chris jones on the chiefs Dude bats down a lot of balls, gets after it. Anybody you got? I also had Chris Jones on my list, and then I had Zadarius and TJ Watt. Just as noteworthy, kind of not quite the category we're going for, but you just got to throw their name in there for just balling out this year. For sure. Dope, man. I like it. Let us know your thoughts on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on social media. I'm just kidding. Just shoot us a text or something or put on a review. Do a review. We need some more reviews. Tell us our picks yeah, are trash. Yeah, just no fucking unsolicited dick fit picks. We don't want that shit. Don't send that shit. Yeah, on our- quit, quit doing that, whoever you are. Nah, just <laughs> fine. But uh, I like it, man. We'll see. I don't know if we have enough positions. We might keep it rolling. Um, take it deeper back into the defense. We'll see. Uh, yeah, man. I like I like our list so far. Looking pretty good. Yeah. Let's go. All right, man. Well. Let's switch it up a little bit here. It is December 9th when this pod, episode 27, is going out. So we're pretty late in the season, in the year. 2020 is almost done. The holidays are here. We did a big Thanksgiving chit-chat a couple weeks back. Christmas, you know, the holidays are a little different when you're locked down. But uh, Christmas is coming up. And we love to do our MySpace top eights here. Put you on the top eight. If we get in an argument, you're dropping. You're near number two now. You had a little role reversal, <laughs> one and two. Um, MySpace top eight. 
And I wanted to go with holiday beverages. Tof. I like with it. it. So, you know, this can span any seasonal kind of beverage. Doesn't have to be directly related, but just stuff that you drink during the holiday season, alcoholic or non, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so let's let's run it through. Let's snake draft it, and I'll give you the nod here, Tim. MySpace top eight holiday okay. drinks. Who you taking number one overall? The fucking one one overall pick, the Trevor Lawrence of this draft. It's uh, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder on this one. And uh, as I discussed for Thanksgiving, my 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 liquor cabinet is going to contain some Crown Royale, and I'm going to sip on some nice Crown and Coke, uh, Crown on the Rocks for the holiday season. You know, get that nice warm feeling in your body by a nice campfire. Turn on a little heat miser on the TV or peanuts christmas whatever the fuck floats your boat and uh just settle in for a good nice cocktail watching some of the best holiday movies out there crown royal my first crown pick. royal i like it man you get the little silky bag put your weed in it um just kidding <laughs> you get the little purple bag that comes with every no. fifth so chill yeah dude used to save those thinking you're hella sick because you got a fucking $40 bottle of Crown Royal instead of some fucking cheap-ass, like, Jim Beam. <laughs> Throw the old beater sunglasses in there. Like, don't even know oh, what to yeah. do with it. Yeah, man. Crown Royal, I like it. It's an easy sipping whiskey. It's a Canadian whiskey, actually, I believe. It is. And, uh, you know, I'm not down with the fucking maple and apple flavors and shit like that. I, I've had them. Just not into like the sweetness of them and yeah. the added shit. It's just not where it's at. Just give me some good old fashioned Crown Royale. Show. And uh, let's make some Washington apples, Stan. There you go. I'm with it. Yeah, you can make anything with that. I like it. Number one overall. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to kick it. Start off my number one pick, number two overall. And I took it a little bit more seasonal, I guess you could say. Um, something that you drink more during. This season, I guess you probably drink more whiskey, but I'm going to go with hot cocoa. And importantly, it's got to have the little mini mallows. If it doesn't have the mini mallows, GTFO, get the fuck out of here. The mini mallows are what makes the hot cocoa fire. Otherwise, you could just get some Nesquik and like mix that shit in your milk or something. But you got to have like the Swiss Miss with the mini mallows or even just like the crafty Etsy brand hot chocolate uh, little mix pack with the little mini mallows. Sometimes there's a little peppermint yeah, stick yeah, in there. Sure. Gotta have it with a little Flame. Christmas mug. Um, hot cocoa, my number two, De- number one pick. Definitely on my list, man. Definitely on my list. And you know what? If you want to be a fucking alcoholic and you want to have some booze in that bitch, put some bourbon, some frangelico, and some homemade Irish cream in that bitch, and you got yourself some booze hot chocolate oh, yeah you're chilling you could put any kind of you could put some crown in that thing and it's still fire yeah for sure dude for sure all right man i'm glad we uh agreed on that one if you don't like hot cocoa man just peace get the fuck Turn off out. the pod now all right i'm gonna keep it rolling number three for us from our myspace top eight shout out fred durst keep it rolling um, I'm going to go another hot drink. Starts with hot also, but this one is the alcoholic variation. Go with a hot toddy. We like to potty. You fuck with a hot toddy? Okay. 
No, I don't. What you don't is even this? know what this is. Okay. Hot toddy. Definitely a very seasonal like Christmas drink. I never even think about them outside of Christmas time. Hot toddy is hot water. You boil water. Honey, lemon, and whiskey. And it's a sipping. Uh, it's almost like a little cidery drink, but it gets you fucked up. Uh, um, it's also good if you have like a cold and you need to get you know clear the sinuses. Throw up a little hot toddy. You get that natural honey, lemon, antibacterial antibiotics. I don't know. It's healthy for you. Just drink it, and you get fucked up. So you, hot toddies, man. We didn't come here to get fucked down. Bring some hot toddies out to your uh, neighborhood Christmas tree lane. You know, keep the little the little palms warm, and sip some booze while you're cruising down the street looking at the lights. Not a bad way. For sure, my dude. Well, uh, my number two pick, our fourth on our top of the list, is uh, along the similar lines of some hot chocolate. But we got to get fucking caffeinated. And, you know, I normally, during the year, drink my coffee black every day. If I have coffee, drink it black. But in the wintry season, I like to fuck with a little peppermint mocha. Get that peppermint taste in my mouth uh get get out of the habit of just having a black coffee it's something about the wintry season you know driving around town slapping like some trans-siberian orchestra fucking i don't know what the song's called but you know the one that all the christmas the lights go (laughs) get sick with fucking that one drinking my peppermint mocha peppermint mocha seasonal item for me it might as well be a psl for a white bitch and fucking (laughs) october getting down with it Let's go. I'm with it, man. You got to have the caffeine in there. I'm a big coffee guy. Black coffee also. But I do indulge in the holiday flavors during the season. So no shame there. Going with that selection for your number two pick. Who you got for your third? Number five overall. For sure, dude. Number five overall is, you know, on the normal part of the year, if you're going to kick back and have a couple brewskis during the week, you might have, you know, for myself, a tolly or two of, you know, some Coors Lattes or whatever. Gets the job done if you want to have a weeknight brew. But traditionally, holiday season, you know, specifically speaking, the week leading up to Christmas, leading up to New Year's that weekend, I want to throw down some IPAs, you there know. You go. And uh, just, you know, kick back, have three or four. We don't have work as much. Taking some days off, spending time with family, all Working that good shit. Home. So slapping down some IPAs, a couple of Lagunitas in particular, that's my jam, bro. You got some shitty college football bowl games on with some teams from directional schools and states. Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Central Michigan. Who gives a fuck? But they're on TV. They're playing. Balling their dicks off. No fans in the stands. You're drinking your lockies at home. Chilling again up next to your fire. Posted. Damn, I like the delivery on that Lagunitas. It's really sold me. Do you have... Let's go. Do you just fuck with just the originals, or do you? They have quite the selection of IPA variations. They got quite the selection, and I even like the purple, uh, purple can. It's like the little some ale. I don't, you know, oh, that yeah. one's dank too. But I, I like the classic for the most part. You know, don't get too crazy with it. Just the, the classic. There you go. I fucks with the little something and the little some easies also. But the, I'm fucked with the cl- the classics are fire. So good call. Beam easy. Ayo. Dope. All right, so that was number five, right? Number five overall. Kick it back. Snake it back around. I'm going to switch it up here. I'm staying alcoholic, though, because we're in that season now. you got to get it down while you can. 
We don't get fucked down. And I'm going to do something that's more year-round, but for me, more so in the holiday season. And I'm going to hit you with Cabernet Sauvignon. Just going wine, straight up. Cabernet Sauvignon. Any cabs, you know you have a nice holiday dinner. You're busting out the cab. Your uncle's bringing over, oh, this is, you know, 2012 Napa. Although we do have some of those too, so. But, you know, the uncle busted out. I'm like, I ain't bringing that shit. So Cabernet, good with any dinner meal and uh, good for sipping, too. If you just, you know, got a couple, you know, cheaper bottles, crack one open. Sip, 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 sipping on some Cabernet. Sipping on some scissor. Yeah. Uh, Cab, that's my number three, number six overall. Yeah, dude, I might be have the palate of a 12-year-old, but I'm not the biggest wine guy. Uh, used to be known for being a connoisseur of Franzia in all things boxed wine. Slapping but, a bag. You know, just not a classy wine guy. I'm a beer guy on that front. And so uh, slapping the bag, if it's not out of that, I don't know what to do with myself. So good choice, but I'm not sophisticated enough. So uh, wrap it up. What's your last pick? All right, Kevin? fine. We're not sharing with you. We'll bring a Franzia box for you and sit in the corner, Telf. <laughs> no, get that shit out of here, too. <laughs> All right, wrapping it up. I'm going back again. The similar. It's kind of seasonal, kind of not, um, and it's just the flavor. It's the flavor of holiday for me, and I'm hit, I'm gonna hit you with a horchata. Oh, good call. And uh, I'll drink it anyway. I mean, iced obviously is the best for me, um, but yeah, just sipping on a horchata. Again, it can go really with any meal. You can eat it with the, you can drink it with a breakfast meal. You can drink it hungover shit, you know, with a greasy meal. Um, I just seem to drink it a little bit more in the holiday season. So that's my last pick. Boom. Good pick. Good pick, man. Horchata is that bomb ass. And uh, I like it. My last pick is definitely, I hope some people can relate to it because, uh, again, this is something that I typically only drink in this season is like again you go back home you go to mom and dad's house you got a bunch of family over and you know obviously you're having a lot of the big meals i know we're not supposed to do that this year but fuck off we're gonna (laughs) fucking have meals with our families you know you go over to whoever's hosting's house mom grandma they got the fucking fridge in the garage and they got it packed with drinks for the fam and you know you're having good meal you might be having a christmas ham whatever your family does the holidays are for grubbing yep and uh, I'm not a big soda drinker, but there's always a fucking fridge full of soda. And with my meal, I've been known to dabble with some soda, particularly a fucking cherry Coke with the meal. That shit will hit the spot, hit the palate, fucking wash your meal down fantastically. Uh, but for the for the sake of the draft, we'll just say soda at the holidays. And uh, not a big soda guy otherwise. Yeah, I can fuck with it. I really don't drink soda at all, but... I could occasionally crack one on the holiday season because my grandma, you know, the grandma keeps the fridge loaded for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, dude. Why do grandmas and grandpas just fucking sip soda all day? That's just like a thing, like it's stocked just... up. Like anywhere else I go, no one has soda unless it's like, like you said, a little crown of Coke or something. Grandma's always got yeah. two 12 packs, just like one in the fridge, one sitting next to it, ready to reload. Hosted. So. I see it, man. Dude, you ever been you ever been grocery shopping and witnessed like an older person like talking to a <laughs> grocery store worker on the soda aisle, like where all the drinks are, and they're like, 
I thought Pepsi was four for 20, not fucking Coke. What the fuck? You ever witnessed that? Because I definitely have. The Karen soda chick? Like, what the fuck? You only got Pepsi or whatever. You know what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. This shit's crazy. Yeah, dude. Die hard to your brand. You got to. Pepsi and Coke, shh, they don't fuck. This. They're not the same, man. I'm a Pepsi guy, actually. But I'll fuck with the crown of Coke. Same. Same. Nice. All right. But let's keep it rolling. All right, dude. Hey, that was dope. Let us know if you have any other, if we missed any. Did you have any uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, man. It was the last cut, and I'm probably, we're going to get shit talk because we didn't have it. But apple cider is definitely, yeah. You know, yeah. Not on mine, but it's not my it's favorite. It's up there. But... People love it. And I just want to say, we didn't pick eggnog because that shit sucks dick. And if you like that shit, good on you. But don't hate on people that don't like eggnog because that shit is fucking ass. Yeah, I don't like eggnog. Fuck that shit. So I'm with Fuck it there. No. I did have PSLs on there for the for the female listeners, for the hoggets, which there's probably officially hey. one or zero. If you're that one, let yeah. us know. Leave us a, leave, <laughs> leave us a review. Um, pumpkin spice latte. And then I also had uh, Irish coffee, which is gotta have that caffeinated uh you know a little breakfast breakfast drink on christmas morning but then you just slip a little jameson in there turn it up a notch get the irish coffee so and your fucking peppermint mocha yeah dude throw yeah and your holiday blend beans i like it (laughs) cool man well good list we'll keep some holiday shit coming i'm sure the next few episodes cool hand luke's bro cool hand luke shout him out um all right so tofa and i are gonna try out a new topic today a new segment i guess and uh, i brought this to the table but um it's called walk on and i don't know if you've had a lot of zoom meetings for work and shit but you know people are saying like any walk on topics any like kind of out of the blue things but also that's you could yeah. be a walk on athlete you know underrated under the radar yeah. highly you weren't scouted, didn't make the squad, whatever. So uh, we're going to do a little walk on it. And I'll, I'll start us off just so you guys get the gist. But basically like an under the radar thing that you're down with, you're going to defend it, you're going to talk about it and why it's underrated and why it maybe shouldn't be underrated. And uh, yeah, not just sports related, kind of spans whatever your mind decides to uh, bring up. But um. I'm going to start off, I'm going to go fucking off the top rope, just bring this segment in nice and loud, and I'm going to go, my walk-on topic for the day is throwing up, all right, Tove? Okay, where are you going with this? (laughs) I'm not not a fan of the action of throwing up, but I am a fan of the after effects of throwing up. All right, let me deep dive here for a second. I'm talking 12-foot pool. You're trying to touch the bottom. Ears are popping. I'm deep diving for you. Throwing throwing up, it always establishes a, a boundary, right? Oh, I drank too much. Oh, damn, I grubbed way too much. I had three giant burritos and yacked in the parking lot. Oh, I, <laughs> I worked. Guilty as charred. <laughs> I worked out too hard. Threw up, right? You're... It's your body's natural boundary. So if you're smart, you're like, oh, okay, just do like one less next time and I'm chill. Um, But also, you know, I just want to side note here. I'm not promoting bulimia or any other eating disorders, but I just the action of throwing up, you're sick, 
if you're hungover and you have to get it out, you always feel better afterwards, right? I don't think I've ever thrown up unless it's immediately followed by another a consecutive throw up where I've, oh, I've uh, felt worse. So my walk-on kind of under-the-radar thing, super random, super weird. You could tell me to fuck off if you want. It's throwing up, blowing chunks, <laughs> Earl's, Ralphin, yakking. Yeah, Kyle. You know, I, I, I got to say – you you made a good argument when you said that off the top i was like what the fuck is this guy <laughs> talking about but you started talking about throwing up as an underrated thing and as you said it i got to agree as somebody that's yacked many a hungover morning or grub too much like while you're throwing up it's going to suck it is. especially if you're throwing up like some stomach acid or whatever but typically do feel a little better you gotta go straight to shower after you throw up. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> shower, damn. Like how straight to shower? How aggressive, then to how aggressive are your yaks, bro? <laughs> oh, I'm putting my face in the toilet bowl. It's getting splatter, like Dexter blood splatter everywhere. Probably, I don't know, but straight to shower. I just hate that throw up smell. It's okay. Fast. But yeah, compelling argument. All right, so I sold you on it. I'm a seller. Yeah, Call me Wolf yes. of Wall Street. Let's go. Yeah, the act is like the grass is greener on the other side. Oh. 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 Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Cool. So okay. uh, so yeah. I'm a walk-on stud for that, not a walk-on scrub. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Beam, were you a Madden guy back in the day? Did you fuck with Madden? you play Madden with the homies? Uh, I did play it, but I wasn't the best i was more of a blitz guy that was like my oh blitz was that good. was my realm but i fucked with madden i just wasn't that great for sure well i'm talking specifically i'm gonna i'm gonna just bring it back to our childhood our adolescent okay. years you know when we were preteen teenagers and we were fucking with the madden playing madden tournaments with the homies if you if you were a listener that played madden you know what i'm fucking talking about talking about you play rushing attack versus your homies for 10 bucks a pop just fucking defensive lineman linebacker playing with the running backs just going heads up but anyways that's not what we're here to talk about we're talking about when madden was lit and michael vick was in the game Everybody oh. wanted to play with the Falcons. Yep. If you played Madden, you wanted to play with the Falcons because you got Mike Vick. Do a spin move, he's out. If you got a hit stick on him, he'd be murdered. But <laughs> everybody wanted to play with the Falcons. My argument: I'm here to tell you why the Philadelphia Eagles were actually the team to play with in Madden back in the day. Oh you wow! Know, you had those suck dicks that would always play with their squad. Raider Nation only play with the Raiders. Well, hate to break it to you, Raiders were four and twelve every year back then. They suck. <laughs> you don't want to play with the Raiders. Going to play with the Eagles, you had Donovan McNabb, a mobile quarterback in his own right. Wasn't, no Mike Vick, 99 speed, whatever. But this motherfucker could roll out the pocket, get you those yards, especially when they brought that vision shit in the Madden. It was a little hard. But they had T.O. on the outside. Had Brian Westbrook, one of the best plays in Madden when you're playing your homies in a tournament. You could run a fullback dive, put Corral Buckhalter in there as your spellback. So the Eagles were actually the squad to play with in Madden, not the Mike Vick squad. Am I a walk-on, or are you playing with the Falcons every time? Or I, what's good? I was a Homer or Falcon guy, so. <clears throat> so you were a suck dick, huh? You're playing with the fucking squad when they suck. Yeah, I was with it. I didn't give a shit, man. It's just like that's a Homer move. It's a it's a Raider thing to do for sure. Good call there, but uh, I was vi- I fell victim to that. 
but I did pick Raiders. Mike Vick in other times also, you know, so. Um, but you had a compelling argument again. I like it. I like the argument. You kind of sold me there. Like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to play Madden Note 2 is, but shit, I might have to hop on the sticks and uh, bust with. Just run the ball like five straight times, and then you just run the play action. To streak every there time. There it is, Bomb. dude. I'm fucking with Donovan under center. So, um, yeah, man, I'll give you a, a walk on stud. I'll give you the nod here for the underrated Eagle! Philadelphia Eagle pick. We're talking five straight NFC Championship pick. So, I'm an Eagle, a Philly Eagle. Kicking ass on the grass like your feagles. Hey, I don't know if that's right. Is that right? Is those the lyrics? I made that okay. up. I know you've heard of Elf on the Shelf. But- Have you heard of Wentz on the Bench? Speaking. <laughs> oh, we'll get into that. I say we trans. Let's transition to the motherfucking beast, the motherfucking hawk. Hey, that little soundbite was dope. E40. I'm the motherfucking beast. I'm a motherfucking hog. I like that. Um,. Dope, man. Well, I I let us off for the throwing up thing, which is kind of weird, and so <laughs> we'll just pass it off to you. Start us off, Toph. Give us your hog of the week, man. Who you got? Well, I gotta go and be a homer, and uh, I gotta pick my boy on my squad, quarterback number one for the Cleveland Browns, nine and three, Baker Mayfield. The Browns beat the absolute piss out of the Tennessee Titans this past week. It was fucking fantastic. We're up at one point 38 to seven in the first half. Baker absolutely went off, had his best game potentially of his career. Uh, you know, went 25 of 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns, all of which were in the first half. A 147 passer rating. I don't know what the fuck a good passer rating is, but that seems pretty fucking good to me. Didn't get sacked. Good on the offensive line. Baker Mayfield studying out. I've talked a lot of shit on this guy because, you know, he has a tendency to be really fucking awesome and then suck. Yep. And if you're not talking shit about your quarterback in the NFL, then, like, you must have Aaron Rodgers on your squad or something because that's just something that – Teams with mediocre quarterback play does. But Baker Mayfield, motherfucking beast. Motherfucking hog. And I'm a motherfucking beast. I'm a motherfucking hog. Definitely a progressive salesman. Or I don't even know. Insurance salesman. I don't even know. He's in every fucking insurance commercial. I can't remember. Hey, his commercials, he ain't getting made fun of as much when his team's Yeah, winning. that's real. Is it progressive? I don't know. That's fl- that's I don't fun. know. He's on like... Every other commercial. It is. Definitely on when the NFL Sunday is going, he's on every commercial. I'll give it. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are kind of lame, but I don't make fun of them. I don't notice them as much when they're winning, so we'll give him that. Dope, man. I like the pick. We have to let you um, boast a little bit because this is a new thing for you, being you've never witnessed a Browns winning season, or it's been a very long time. So, yeah, man. I'll give it a nod. Baker shut it down, put it, held it down. Four TD passes in the first half, like you said. I think it was the best game. So, beast and hog worthy for sure. I, I'm gonna go. Yes, I'm gonna go with another quarterback. And okay, flipping the script on you a little bit. I'm gonna go for potentially the comeback player of the year as my hog of the week. 
Alex Smith of the Washington football team taking down Flipper. Flipper. We were busting on him, calling him Flip the other day. Lil Flip. Remember that song? Game over. Flip. Flip. Game over hey. to the Steelers' undefeated season. Game, Game over. over. Yeah. Flipper got it done. You know, put down the Steelers 23-17. His, his stud back, Antonio Gibson, that we talked about last week, he went out real early in the game. And, uh, First play. He was just making plays all throughout the game. Had You know, when they had to have him, there was like a third and six late in the game. He had a 29-yard pass play. Great catch, by the way. But and no one loves a fucking good checkdown more than Alex. Oh Smith. yeah, king, king. He's the king game manager, even on one leg. And uh, I don't know if you saw this also, but he got cleated in his good leg, and his straight shin artery was spilling more blood than the D-Day scene on Saving Private Ryan. This thing was spewing <laughs> blood. His sock, his shoe was soaked. Did you see that? I think it was the end of the first half. I didn't see you it. You didn't see this? At Why have to end of the first half, his no, his like center or alignment. I didn't watch the whole game. It was on at fucking two uh, o'clock on a that's Monday. Real. Um his like center or I can't even remember who it was, like backed into him and straight metal spiked him to his good leg shin. And that was like grave concern because everyone thought it was his bad leg. And this thing straight yeah. popped and it was just like squirting through his sock. It was crust, dude. His whole he had white shoes on. Everybody loves a good squirter. <laughs> and uh, they taped him up. They just wrapped him up, and he went back in and played. Like there's only like a couple seconds left in the half, and then uh, they uh, took a look at in the locker room at halftime. He came out, didn't miss any time. But yeah, go check it out. It's pretty gnarly, Charlie. Shout out Fresno. Um, yeah, Alex Smith, Hog of the Week. Well, Jody Joe, who's your fucking poodle of the week? All right, poodle of the week. I know you talked about this team earlier, but I'm bringing to uh, for a different shedding a different light on this squad. And I'm going to Philadelphia management, the Eagles management. Um, I don't know if you heard the news. We just kind of talked about it. Wentz got Das Boot. He got put on the bench. He's sitting on the lumberyard. And uh, Jalen Hurts announced the starter for this new week against the number one defense, New Orleans Saints. Good luck there. But Wentz just signed a $128 million extension in 2019. and Wentz gained you this distinction. He did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not looking good for him at this point. Obviously, they drafted Jalen Hurts last, you know, this previous draft, second round. So maybe they were having second thoughts about him already one year after signing to such a huge deal. But uh, just some mismanagement there in Philadelphia, so I got to call him out. Poodle of the week. He don't got that big dick energy like Nicholas Foles, man. That's for that's sure. Uh, my poodle of the week is a complete and whole university. That's the University of Michigan. <laughs> they are a bunch of poodle butt bitches. They don't want none. They don't want none of the Ohio State Buckeyes this upcoming Saturday. You know, what's been known as the biggest rivalry in college football. Um, I argue that Army-Navy is the fucking biggest rivalry. Shout out Army-Navy. They play this Saturday fucking America's game. Fucks with me. You know, I got it. But uh, All right. Michigan, man, they don't want none of this smoke. They have their, uh, you know, understand we got positive 
coronavirus cases. But this past week, you know, there's teams across the nation that are making ways to play. South Carolina dressed out 46 players this past week. They played. Ohio State had 23 players missing, five starters. They played. Michigan was like 30-point underdogs, and they know that much like our poodle of the week last week, the Baltimore Ravens, you know who they're coached by? Ooh. A Harbaugh. A Harbaugh. You know who Michigan's coached by? A Harbaugh. Damn. It runs in More the More like har bitches. Runs in the family. Har bitches. Yeah. And uh, University of Michigan, poodle, but bitch. I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. All right, man. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, it's pretty sad when Denver has to play with no active quarterbacks. And these other, obviously, that's NFL, but like you said, many yeah. teams making sacrifices to keep the keep the games going and uh, not willing to do that. So. My sacrifice. Nice, a little Creed reference. We'll yep. drop it in for you. Drop it like it's hot. Did you have any uh, honoraries for Hog or Poodle? Uh, you know, I would say Vic Fangio was on my list. He's coach of the Denver Broncos punted the ball at midfield with a fourth and three with about six minutes left in a game that they were down by four points in or three points in and never saw the ball again. And yeah, that was fucking stupid. Vic Fangio, you just joined our coaches on the hot seat uh, that we discussed a few weeks ago. Get the fuck out. I said it then he's got to go. Yeah. Can't be making pussy ass decisions like that. Get he's out. a D coordinator for 40 years for a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a couple poodle nods here. New York Jets for uh, blitzing six oh, plus yeah. guys. I saw, I saw on that hail mary that Derek Carr threw to Rugs to win the game. I have two confessions here. Crazy. After the Jets scored, there's like what fifty one seconds or something left. Raiders had no timeouts. I texted all my Raider friends and I was like, "You guys are trash." Lost forty three and six to the Falcons. Lose to the zero and eleven Jets. Like. I went in on them, and they were silent. And I was just like, yeah, I got them. Because <laughs> they do the same to me about the Niners, so it's only fair. Yeah. And uh, then after Derek Carr throws that bomb, I I felt <laughs> sick to my stomach because I knew I was going to have it from them. But uh, Dude, that shit was like in the air slow motion style too. Yeah, and I saw some you know, ESPN – Gen Amazon Web Services Gen Stat or some shit that the Jets blitz seven on that play, and in no other play in history with the same criteria, where a team's losing by you know four to six points with fifteen seconds in a hail mary situation, basically one possession game. So bad. The team has so blitzed bad. six or more players, and they blitz seven on that play. I don't really know the logic behind so bad. that. Um, it could have been well, a ploy. And you leave your guy on one-on-one coverage, and he gets burnt on a double move when you know all they can beat you with is a fucking <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. You know, Greg Williams got fired. Um, I think rightfully so. I don't even know if it was his decision, though. It could have just been an organizational decision to stay in that Trevor Lawrence hunt. Who knows? But... uh yeah, I don't know, man. It's just I think Adam Gase still has a job because if you fucking fire Adam Gase, like he gets off easy. Yeah, make that motherfucker suffer with the locker room he's lost and and the lose all these big games. city like, lights. He ain't gonna win shit. Oh yeah, they gonna win shit. Oh and sixteen. <laughs> I did have one other honorary hog. 
wanted to throw out there. Let's go. Um, I don't know if you saw this today. The Seattle Sounders. I think the Sounders, right? The soccer team. I can't. I could be getting that completely wrong. I believe that is correct. Yeah. They uh, they're in the I guess semifinals for the MLS Cup, and they were down two nil. I'm trying to be talking soccer here. They were down two <laughs> nil with about fifteen, or it was about like twelve minutes left in regular time, and they proceed to score two goals in that time frame. Four minutes get Ooh. tacked on for injury time, you know, add on. And uh, yeah. they get a corner header to win the game. Three goals in 15 minutes in stoppage time uh, to send them to the MLS final. So uh, got to give them the nod there. That's pretty exciting shit, yeah, man. That's hype. Yeah, that's good shit. It's a good fucking deep cut. Give me some Neosporin so I don't get infected with Let's that go. shit. Talking soccer on and dropping bombs over here. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, some great honorable mentions. Uh, any final thoughts for you, Sen? I'm gonna. I'm talked out, man. I don't have any final thoughts. You got any final thoughts for us? Close this out. Eggnog's trash. Sucks. Fuck eggnog. Hot toddy. With that, I'm Toph. He's Beam. We out. Peace.